at nearly 16, still spending vacation weekends with his parents in a cottage on a not-too-distinguished part of Jensen Lake, was not Shane Carey's idea of how things should be. He had his own ideas of what an appropriate vacation should look like. It could be a beach resort on a turquoise-blue tropical ocean, one where his parents could lie in their beach chairs snoozing all day while Shane strolled the warm sands meeting interesting, well-tanned boys of his own age. Or, if it had to be a cottage, it should be a cottage on the grounds of a classic Adirondack-style lodge, with well-groomed trails, a tennis court, and a roaring hearth fire, beside which Shane might be seen looking pensive in the depths of a massive wing chair long after his parents had gone to bed. There he might be recognized as a night owl and philosopher by a good-looking boy in artfully aged khakis and a faded t-shirt just tight enough. Shane had a lot of good ideas about vacations. None of them started with collecting his half-eaten packages of Oreos and pretzels from the back seat of his parents' Toyota, then helping his dad lug the rest of their gear into the small cottage Shane's mom had inherited from her mother. A normal vacation might even have taken place on Jensen Lake if Shane's parents could have owned or even rented one of the larger places down on the point. They were spacious and new, with patios overlooking the lake where lights were strung and parties happened, and docks where new boats and watercraft were tied up. The people who stayed in those places were always going off for a cruise on Lake Michigan, or a side trip to a gallery in Saugatuck, or having friends over for cocktails on the patio. Instead, Shane's mom was firing up the grill to cook the brats they'd brought in the cooler, while his dad went down the road to buy firewood for the traditional after-dinner campfire on the pebbly little strip they called their beach. Shane dragged his duffel bag up to his room under the eaves. He opened the windows to air out the slightly musty smell. A rickety wooden outdoor stair served as a fire escape. He'd spent many an evening perched out there, watching life on the lake unfold. Rather than go down and make conversation with his parents, he took his phone and his sketching kit and climbed out the window to the familiar vantage point. He tried texting some friends back home. Mark didn't reply. Jana texted back at movies. Later, Shane felt a brief pang of jealousy that people were going to the movies without him while he was stuck here. But he had to admit to himself that there wasn't all that much of a social scene for him at home either. He'd dated a couple of boys, but it hadn't gone anywhere. He'd dated both Mark and Jana, for that matter. The date with Jana had been an awkward evening at a junior high school dance, after a comfortable friendship that had lasted through middle school and beyond. Toward the end of the evening, she'd asked him if he minded a personal question. He'd known what was coming and confessed. It had been a huge relief to tell somebody. He'd still not been out to his parents then, officially. Then he and Jana had ditched the dance in favor of a celebratory midnight breakfast at the diner. He tried a little harder with Mark. There had even been kissing in the back of the indie theater and in a secluded area of a local park. It was good practice, Shane felt. At least he knew how to kiss a boy. But he'd known Mark for years, too, and in the end, they'd both admitted it was too much like homework. Diligent, but not very rewarding. Safe, but sparkless. Shane pushed the disappointingly silent phone away and flipped through his sketchbook. He'd practiced his drawing skills by copying some photos, trying to add a few touches of his own to bring the drawings to life. Here, a dark Adonis brooded with his face dramatically half-lit. On the next page, cleverly posed bodies lounged on a beach that was an idealized version of the one Shane knew. This, too, seemed too much like homework. Shane had faithfully reproduced perfect faces, but they lacked a spark. Dissatisfied, he riffled the pages. 
Only one sketch held his attention. It was a quick, semi-abstract watercolor sketch, all blues and brilliant gold. He'd been watching a boy riding a jet ski, but in the painting, the boy had been transformed into a kind of carefree Icarus careening toward the sun. Shane had captured his own feelings about what he'd been seeing for a change.